0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 62, Seven Keys for Navigating Life Transition. Welcome everyone to the program today. You have found the Strategic Living Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes and it is wonderful to have you with us on this journey where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, awakening dreams. We want to see you healed. We want to see your mind renewed. We want to see you becoming all that God has created you to be and to do. Well, today I've got a special treat for you. We're going to be sharing with you a recent webinar that I did on seven keys for navigating life's transitions. I believe it's timely and it's going to help you a lot. Let's get started, everybody. Great to have you with us on the program today. I'm always honored that you would take of your time to listen to the program and hopefully something that we're doing here is being a real blessing and a help to you. Uh, right before we get into the meat of the program, I want to ask you a favor today. We're really wanting to get some big momentum going into the new year. and We're going to ask you to do a couple of things for us right up front. hope you don't mind me asking for something. I want to ask you to, if you've not already done so, to subscribe to our weekly updates at brianholmes.com. Just go to the front page there and subscribe to our email updates. We will not spam you. We will not bother you. But it does allow us the opportunity to send you information each week regarding the blog post, the podcast, the Monday Mastery segments, and any other things that we're sharing that we feel like is relevant to you becoming all that God's called you to be. That's one thing. But I'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Great if you listen to it online. I know we've got lots of people that sit in front of their computer Or even on their smartphone and listen to it via the web. And that's fine. You can do that every episode comes out at BrianHolmes.com. It's usually the first one at the top there. We have an entire archive of all of our podcast episodes available to you at our website. But one of the greatest ways to do that is through iTunes or through Stitcher Radio. And you can subscribe to the podcast via those applications and receive this podcast every week as we release a new episode it is automatically downloaded to your phone and queued for you to choose whether or not you want to listen to that episode. And we try to uh, position our titles such that you know what it is that we're doing, and you can choose. Yep, that's a priority to me this week. I want to hear what this is. So subscribe to the podcast. If you would do this for us, to go to iTunes and actually rate us—that's a one, two, three, four, or five-star rating. Rate the podcast. What does it mean to you? The quality, uh, the, the content, and then also leave us a review there. Tell us how you feel about the work that we're doing here on the Strategic Living Podcast. What that all does for us is it drives up our visibility in the various rankings on Google. It also drives up our visibility certainly in iTunes, and it just helps us to get the word out to more and more and more people about what it is we're doing here on the program and I just encourage you if you've not done any of those things and you'd be willing to do it, please do it right now. Just go there, help us to get the word out. And then one more thing I want to share with you is to man, blow us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Google plus, wherever it is that you exchange information, exchange comments and life with individuals in your community. Tell them about the strategic living podcast. And I believe it'll be a great help to them. And I want to thank you in advance for doing that. Well, we're going to get right into the program here in just a moment, but we're going to start by just sharing with you that this episode is going to be a, a replay in essence of a webinar that I just recently completed about a week ago in our studio and with a live audience online concerning transition. Transition. What does that mean? Well, We'll begin today by telling you that change is inevitable, but I'll tell you this, everyone I meet in some way, in some form, on some level is in transition. They're moving from one career to another, from one church to another. They're moving from one Station in life to another. They're they're they they've been parents with kids at home, and now their kids are going off to school. Uh, you name it, everybody I'm talking to is experiencing this on some level. So I know it's relevant, and I know it's meaningful. And so, without further ado, I want to take you right now into the recent webinar, and it's dealing with not just what transition is. But how to successfully navigate it, how to really steward the moments, how to really be aware and know when is God leading you from one place to another? And how do I do it in such a way that not only pleases him, but gets me where he's trying to get me? Let's go right now to that program. Seven Keys for Navigating Life Transition. Again, this webinar is about seven keys for navigating life's transitions. The truth is that change is inevitable. And by change, I mean there's nothing in our, our body, in our world, in our community, in our surroundings that is not in a constant state of change. Change is going to visit you. Change is going to visit you very frequently. Change is going to uh, thrust itself into your perfect world and ask of you things that no doubt are going to cause you to be uncomfortable for a moment. So change is going to come. The, The question is, what will you do when it comes to you? How will you handle it? And as we talk about change, I really believe that God is leading us on a journey from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from one place or one plane or one state to a better one. God never leads us backwards. He always leads us forwards and upwards. And so as we are walking out our life at this present time, what happens is, is that we have to be aware of the season we're in. We have to understand what God is trying to get us to let go of and what he's inviting us to take hold of. And this is something called transition. Transition is something that we all experience in life in various seasons. It is that place between the way things used to be and the way things as they are becoming or maybe as the opportunity has presented itself to us. Transition is the blank page between two chapters in a book, if you will, I'm not sure if you've ever really noticed this, but usually in a well-printed book, you will find a blank page between the chapter you've just completed and the one that will begin on the next page. And that blank page to me is more than just a spacer or a filler. That blank page to me truly is a it really is a a metaphor because in our lives between one chapter and the next always lies this blank page situation where we're not completely finished enjoying the moment of yesterday, or maybe we're not finished grieving what just happened, and we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. We're just somewhere in between. So it's it's not where you have been, and it's certainly not the full expression of where you are going. It is transition. In Philippians chapter 3, this is one of the most familiar passages of Scripture where Paul is speaking and understanding that Paul is such an accomplished uh, businessman. He's technically an attorney. He's, he's very well versed in the law, and he has done much before his conversion. But as an apostle, as a planter, as a spiritual father to so many, he writes many books of the New Testament. We call them the Pauline Epistles. And by this point in his ministry, Paul had accomplished so much, and he had endured so much, stoned, shipwrecked, planted dozens and dozens of churches, and was fathering tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. And he makes this interesting confession in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. He says, brothers, I don't regard myself to have apprehended it yet or laid hold of it yet. But one thing that I am committed to doing, I am forgetting what lies behind. I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead. And then he goes on to say, I press toward the mark or the goal for the prize of the upward movement, the upward call in Christ Jesus. He says, look, I'm I'm not going to be fixated on my yesterday. I'm not going to be fretting over my future, but I am going to be pointed in that direction, and I am going to pursue it with all of my might. So Paul, apparently, as this great apostle, experienced these blank page moments, these transitional moments. I want to read you something that I came across in preparing for this webinar, very powerful excerpt that was taken from an article in therarive.com, T-H-E-R-A-R-I-V-E.com, just to give them adequate credit for the article. This is what it says concerning transition. In the simplest terms, transition is change. In a broader sense, transitions are life's way of asking us to reexamine our present way of being. These transitions can be predictable, such as a child leaving for college or marriage, and they can be unpredictable, such as a sudden death of a loved one or a traumatic accident. Whatever the degree or intensity of the event, every transition we experience has one thing in common. It forces us to make changes to our existing life. And with change... Comes resistance. A major transition literally closes one chapter of our life and starts a new one, putting us in a new place and in a new direction that we've not walked before. It's often a very difficult adjustment as we endure intense feelings of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Now, those of you that are on the webinar, listen to the next statement that comes from this article. This next paragraph is life-altering to me. This article says, Transitions typically mark an ending followed by a time of self-reflection, which hopefully leads to a new beginning or outlook on life. Every life transition asks us to let go of a past way of thinking or doing. By doing so, we are given the opportunity to replace the old way of being with something that is brand new. During the transitional period, however, we usually feel uncomfortable, disconnected, and out of sorts with our environment and even with ourselves. While this is natural to some extent, if you can't move through this phase, these feelings can often overwhelm you, sending you spinning out of control and into emotional turmoil. Many times people turn to drugs or alcohol as a way of numbing the anxiety and the stress of these transitional times. Admittedly, life isn't always fair. But often the most good comes out of what seems at the time to be a completely overwhelming experience. Whatever the transition, having a coach, having a mentor, having a friend, or even a counselor is an excellent opportunity to help you take stock of your life and move forward into your new beginning with less pain and less resistance. Transitions are as difficult, or excuse me, transitions are difficult because we unconsciously or even consciously resist change. Now, I know none of you resist change, but as humans, it seems like every fiber of our being is innately programmed to resist anything new or unknown to us, most likely a result of our basic self preservation instinct. Whatever we realize it, or whether we realize it or not, even good changes can cause us to feel stressed and uneasy. On some level, we are simply not comfortable with the unknown. End article. I find that article so powerful because it just states the the simplistic yet so profound understanding of what transition is and how it affects us and how it can even paralyze us if we're not dealing with it on an emotional level. So how do we deal with transition? Well, there are so many ways that we can experience transition. Some of these are very small and some are easy. Some are monumental. Some of them are just extremely challenging and overwhelming. Sometimes we just find ourselves in a holding pattern, just waiting uh, for the next shoe to drop or the next op- door to open or the next voice to speak or the next word from the Lord, whatever it is, we, we find ourselves in this waiting mode. And may I just point out to you, we don't like waiting. You understand this. In America, if I'm speaking to you in the U.S. of A., uh, we get ticked off if we sit in the drive through line more than about three minutes. So we don't like waiting. And when it comes to the monumental moments in our life we have adopted concerning our destiny this impatient attitude where we don't allow ourselves permission just to be still just to rest and just to wait so that God can reveal the next step to us so many ways you can experience transition but irrespective of the nature of your transition I want to give you some keys that will help you navigate through this blank page season. And I'm going to tell you, if you're there, I, I have spoken to dozens upon dozens of people in the last six to eight months. And I bet you 95% of them have brought up the subject of transition or they feel as though they're being shifted from one thing to another, yet they don't know what the, the other one is. Everyone I know is really, really tapped into an awareness right now that things are changing. More importantly, that they are changing. That God is inviting them to examine, to assess, to evaluate, and look at what has been and be thankful for it. But to be locked in on what can be and what God has set before us. These principles are going to help you recognize, identify, and properly Steward and navigate this season. And I believe at the end of the day, it's going to yield a result that will prove to bring you, to usher you into a beautiful place where God will truly show Himself. And you will see and you will experience and you will know what He has always wanted you to know about your destiny. The great Tony Robbins, tremendous motivator and trainer, said this change is inevitable. But progress is optional. So seven keys. Get your notes ready if you're able to take some notes. Get your notes ready. Seven keys for successfully navigating through seasons of transition. Key number one. Learn to recognize when something's season has come to an end. Learn to recognize when something's season has come to an end. So how do we do this? Well, there's some questions you can ask yourself that are measuring sticks, litmus tests that give you some indication if you answer them honestly as to whether something season has come to an end in your life. Here's some of the questions. Is there still passion? Is there still fulfillment? Do you still find joy in doing whatever that is the way you've been doing it? Do you still uh, find it to be enjoyable? Is it something that brings you life and happiness? Or has it become mundane? Has it become uh, lackluster? Has it become something that is a drain on you as opposed to adding life to you? Another question is, is what you're doing producing fruit? Uh, the Bible says that you will know a tree by its fruit. And my thing is, I believe a tree can bear fruit for a season but not all trees live forever. And when the tree ceases to produce fruit, at that point I believe it's it's right and godly to evaluate is this the tree where I continue to extend my labor and my cultivation or is there something new that God's planting in my heart or birthing in my heart for a new season? Is what you're doing fruitful? How about this as it relates to something season? Maybe it's maybe that something is a relationship. So is the relationship in question still adding life and being beneficial to you? Is it still something that brings you joy and adds value? I've struggled with this because some relationships are in your life for seasons and then they move on or you move on. And I tell you we have a hard time letting go of relationships, but we have to recognize when something season has come to an end. So, key number 1, learn to recognize when something season has come to an end. Key number 2, embrace change. Embrace change. How do you do this? I am really advocating grieving. The Bible says weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We love talking about the joy, but we don't focus much on the grieving. And I don't believe one can come to fulfillment and joy and gladness and passion without first going through the neighborhood of grieving over a previous season. I believe it's healthy. I believe it's godly. I believe it's right to grieve over what has been when you begin to close out that season and And acknowledge, yes, God, I see you're moving me into a new chapter. To spend time genuinely grieving over that is natural, it's right, and it's healthy. That's a part of embracing change, by the way. But once you've done the grieving process, then you must then look ahead. You must now look to the future. You must focus and set your sights on what is in your tomorrow rather than continuing to be fixated on what has been in your past. And as we embrace change, we must know that change, when we properly steward it, when we properly navigate it, it produces growth in us. It produces forward progress. It brings us into greener pastures and newer season and fresh oil and all these things. It brings us into new opportunities. It brings us into prosperity On levels we've not yet experienced in our life. So you have to embrace change and go through the process of what that means to embrace it. Key number three, let go of the past. Let go, let go, let go. Let go of past hurts. Let go of past disappointments. Let go of Thinking you had to have it your way, and yet the way someone else's situation turned out was not what you wanted for them, but it just let it go. Let go of past relationships. We spoke of that just a moment ago, but that's a big one. You have to let go of old relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can just say this very wholeheartedly and very sincerely, when God invites you to go to the next level, one of the first things you have to know is that not everybody who has been hanging out with you on the current or previous level is going to go with you to the next one. That's just a, that's been taught and, and discussed around the world by many before me. But the truth is not everyone's on the same journey or at the same point on the same journey. And sometimes when it's your time to go up or to go forward, You must know that not everyone in your world presently has the capacity to go with you in this moment. Let go of those relationships if you have to. Don't let them hold you in the past. Let go of past failures. I I deal with so many people as I travel and coach and do the things that I do. I deal with so many people that, that are just unwilling or incapable of letting themselves off the hook for having messed up at some point in their life. Maybe they totally failed in business and they just screwed the whole thing up. Maybe they they really did some severe damage or destruction to a marriage relationship or to a friendship. Maybe they, I, I don't know, they failed. And we become so immersed in the emote of the failure that we forget that failure is just a moment. It's a blip on the radar and yet Tomorrow holds new opportunities and new graces and new new anointings and and fresh ideas and we can get up from the failure and we can move forward, but not if you're holding on to it. Let go of past trophies. I taught a lesson a couple of years ago called Trophies of a Previous Season. And so sometimes we have such great victories and awards and education and all the things that we do in life and we get so fixated and so enamored by our own press that we we hang on to tro- we live our life based on something that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago and that's that's our testimony for life. Yet God is wanting to release to you new testimonies, new experiences, new wins. So we have to let go of past trophies, past wins, past successes. And by the way, a part of a part of this let letting go of the past is We must learn and choose to forgive those who have wrongfully accused us, those that have done us wrong, those that have hurt us, those that have betrayed us. We must let it go. Forgive them, release them, and love them. Key number three, let go of the past. Key number four, identify the opportunities. I think you would agree that our default as human beings is to focus on what has been because that is our reference point. All of our memories, our belief systems, our experiences, our, gr- our entire grid is based on our experience to this point. So our default is to filter everything through the prism of what has been. But I believe in this season we should be flipping a switch, shifting gears, changing tracks. And instead of focusing on what has been or filtering every new opportunity through that grid, we should be filtering it through what can be. What has God said is possible? What has he put in my heart to accomplish? And so we have to identify opportunities, new relationships, new career. Maybe it's the same career path, but it's a different company or a different school or a different business, a different business partner, new circles to run in, new levels of prosperity and wealth, new ideas. Identify your opportunities. Know what they are. Key number four is identify the opportunities. Key number five, concentrate on growth areas. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say to you that most people in the Western culture are not dedicated to or concerned much with personal development and personal growth. But if you're going to become the man or the woman who is capable of mastering the new level God's taking you into, one thing I can promise it's going to require you to learn something new, to grow in some areas. Grow your mind, grow your character, grow your ability, learn new skill sets. Growth. Deal with bad habits, deal with bad attitudes. These are all growth disciplines. So when you concentrate on growth areas, you ask yourself the question, what, what do I need to know that I don't presently know? What resources do I not presently possess that I will need in order to master this level? What areas in my life require personal development? What new disciplines do I need to acquire in order to master this new opportunity? Concentrate on your growth areas. And let me just say this. Most of us tend to see what everybody else needs to grow in. It is so easy for any of us to offer advice, to offer counsel, to to point out someone else's faults or, or their weaknesses or their... Uh, maybe uh, uh, their vulnerabilities or their liabilities. We're good at doing that. But can we become just as strong in the area of assessing and evaluating our own life so we can know what areas we need to grow in? Concentrate on your growth areas. Key number six, make a total commitment to your future a total commitment to your future. I often use this this picture of watching the fellas and the gals who play this Texas Hold'em poker in these big tournaments. And every once in a while in a hotel room, I'll I'll just leave that on and watch for a little while because I'm intrigued by the process and by the mental warfare and the games that go on. But there's a point when a... One of the players actually has a mound of chips on the table, and they, they cup their both hands around them, they and they push all the chips into the middle of the table, and they say, I'm all in. And that's what I'm asking of you. I'm saying, if God has a future for you, and he does, why not go all in? Why not make a full-out commitment to go after it if it cost you everything? Here's the piece I know. Every day, God's mercies are new. Every morning, he's better than he was the day before. If God's taking you into a new day, a new season, a new chapter, it must be so much better than where you've been. So why not commit to it? Why not? No reservations. No, I'm going to go 92%, but I'm going to hold 8% back just in case. No, I'm encouraging you to go all in. Your next chapter is designed to be greater than your last. Your tomorrow, your tomorrow is destined to be far more prosperous and fulfilling than your yesterdays. God has plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So some of us have, have not prospered so well in the last season. Some of us have been struggling financially and spiritually and emotionally and uh, with our families and different things. So there's not been much prosperity to, to dialogue about. Uh, we haven't had a lot of hope. We haven't really seen much of a future, but I'm telling you, he knows the plans he has for you and they are related to your tomorrows. They're awesome. So commit yourself. Go all in. Commit to your future. Key 6 commit to your future. The last key I want to share with you tonight is this. Key number seven. Trust in the Lord. And I could give you a thousand reasons why you should do that. But I'm going to say trust in the Lord because he makes all things new. I don't know where you've been in the pre- previous season. I don't know what all you've navigated through just to get to this moment and you're on this webinar. I have no idea all the trauma, the difficulties, the, the life changing moments. I don't know where you've been. But I know this. The Bible makes this declaration to his sons and daughters that he makes all things new. Trust him. He's a loving father. He's a good father. He he will not give you a stone if you ask for bread. He's not going to give you bitter vinegar if you ask for a cool drink of water. No. Walk with him. Listen to him. Follow his leadership. Trust in his plans. Know that he will never leave you, never forsake you. The past is behind you, and he has already sealed your future in him. So trust him. Trust him. Go all in. Trust him all the way. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't filter tomorrow's opportunities through the grid or the filter of your yesterday experience. I'm going to review these now just quickly for you. The seven keys for successful navigation through life's transitions. Number one, key number one, learn to recognize when something's season has come to an end. Number two, embrace change. Number three, let go of the past. Number four, identify the opportunities. Number five, concentrate on your growth areas. Number six, commit to your future. And number seven, trust in the Lord because he makes all things new. I want to wrap this up by saying a few things to you that I think will challenge you. As I mentioned earlier, so many people that I know are in some phase right now of transition. They they know They sense the presence of God and the leadership of the Holy Spirit in their life, but they're just unsure about what tomorrow holds. That might be you. I expect it probably is you. My challenge is this. Do you believe that God has plans for you, number one? Do you believe that he has your best interest at heart? Do you believe that he wants your tomorrow to be ridiculously better than your yesterday? Do you believe that the promises of God are yes and amen? Do you believe that all the things he's spoken to you and about you concerning your life and your destiny, do you believe those things are true? Well, he can't lie. There is a new level, a new experience. There is a new awakening taking place. I believe in the hearts of so many men and women all over the world. And I am encouraging you to say yes to him. No to resistance and go all in so that you can absolutely experience what God has for you in the new season. Well, I trust that this session today has really impacted you. I hope it's given you something to really think about as it relates to where you are in your journey right now I want to invite you to comment on this episode and engage with us in conversation. To do so, go to Brianholmes.com forward slash 061. That'll take you right to the show notes for this episode. You scroll down to the comments section below all the notes that we provide you there and leave your comment, leave your question, uh, leave your input. Maybe you can encourage someone else as they are moving from one glory to another, one faith to another, one place to another, one level to another, Let's engage and be a community together today. Well, we've already mentioned to you to subscribe to our updates, subscribe in iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. All of those things can be done at brianholmes.com, and we strongly encourage you to do just that. Well, we would greatly appreciate it if you would share this episode with someone that you know is going through transition, and let it be a blessing to them as well. Well, trust something we've shared with you today has challenged you to pursue God's very, very best for your life. My prayer for you is that you are healed from your past, that you embrace the present, that you focus and point yourself towards your desired future that God has planned for you, that you'd be transformed in your mind and in your heart and be activated, fully engaged, all in, so that you can realize all that God has planned for you. Well, God bless you. We love you. Until next time, remember, you are made in his image you are designed for a purpose and destined for greatness God bless we'll see you back here next week